Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast. I am your host, Medusa Austin. I'm here to give air signs a general reading for this week. Keep in mind, air signs, this is a general reading, so it may or may not resonate with you. And also, this reading will be timeless. I will be pulling energies from the past, present, and future, so just take it however it resonates. Only if it resonates. Air signs, if you're interested to see what the reading has in store for you this week, then definitely stay tuned. Alright, air signs. So we're going to start off by pulling the external energies that may be affecting you by ways of people, places, or things, situationships, relationships, partnerships, fellowships, and although throughout the reading I may pull a particular zodiac sign, it may represent you, person of interest, timeline, influence. So um, just check your houses if you're into that sort of thing. Also to make sure to read the description of the episode. Uh, so you know everything you need to know and also understand that I'm just a regular person who enjoys pulling cards and interpreting it to the best of my ability so uh, don't feel obligated to listen to anything that I say if you don't feel like it right do what you want to do with uh, the information that I get so in the first portion we're going to be pulling energies um, and interpreting them and then we're going to take a break and then We'll get the advice from spirit towards the end. Um, some disclaimers, you might hear some noise in the background. Um, and also too, I'm getting over something here and so um, you may hear it and I do apologize uh, for that. Um, what else is there? Okay, so we're going to be, pull do we're going to start off with charms. Okay, so just got to throw them around okay so let's see we got a lot of chakras here okay so the first one we have is okay well first of all are there any initials <clears throat> um, one, two, three. we got four carries here so we could be dealing with the number four so four talks about stability, security, foundation, systems, establishments, and order. Okay. Um, okay, let's do the chakras first. Because you guys have four chakras here on the, uh, with the charms. So the first chakra we have here is the sacral chakra. So the chakra, sacral chakra deals with relationships and the emotions and sexuality and self-gratification. Um, when, when it's excessive, okay, we are talking about becoming overly emotional. Maybe for some it could be dealing with uh, sex addictions and for some it could be um, obsessive attachments. When it's deficient, um, there may be some rigidness, uh, and for some it could be feeling emotionally numb. But when it's in balance, it's about healthy uh, sexual, or healthy sexuality, I should say. Uh, dealing with uh, pleasure, uh, dealing with uh, feelings, and feeling fluid. We'll get into those terminologies in a second. Um, we also have here, this is the, let's just make sure we can get it. Okay, so we have the throat chakra, and that deals with communication and self-expression when it's excessive. 
Um, it's inability to listen. It's stuttering. It's excessive talking. When it's deficient, it's fear of speaking, uh, having poor rhythm. But when it's balanced, it's clear communication. Sorry, clear communication, creativity, and resonance. Okay. Um, let's see here. We also have the heart chakra. So balance, love, and connection. When it's in excess, um, or when it's excessive, it's codependency. It's jealousy. It's being possessive. Okay, it's poor boundaries. When it's deficient, it's being shy, lonely, isolated, and bitter. Um, and when it's when it's balanced, <laughs> it's compassion, it's self acceptance, and it's good relationships. And then lastly, we have here is the third eye chakra, chakra, and um, that deals with intuition and understanding. When it's excessive, it has he there's headaches, nightmares, delusions, difficulty concentrating. Um, <laughs> when it's deficient, uh, it's poor memory, poor vision, unimaginative, and in denial. Uh, when it's balanced, though, it deals with psychic perceptions, uh, accurate interpretations, deals with the imagination, and clear, seeing things clearly. Okay, did we go over all of these? I feel like we did. Yes, we did. Okay, um... <laughs> I'm laughing because it's just so much going on right now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I feel like in regards to uh, this, so obviously um, it starts at the bottom, right? So it's like the bottom working our way up and they're all pretty much connected, right? They all pretty much have a relationship or like a domino effect or a, cause, a causality, right? And so I feel like um, more than anything, what needs work first, obviously, is the sacral, right? Um, and once the sacral area is taken care of, right, then the heart chakra follows, then the throat chakra, then the third eye, right? Uh, it's this energy of, not, of, 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 of tending to, like, steps, right? So, um... Let's let's see what's going. Let's unpack this, right? So pleasure. Pleasure. What does that mean? All right, a feeling of happy satisfaction and enjoyment. Right? So happiness, delightful, joy, gladness, glee, okay? Um it is used or intended for entertainment rather than business. Okay. And then also to, um, it says to give sexual enjoyment or satisfaction to. Okay. Um, feeling. Okay. Well, we know what feeling is, but we're just going to do that because we can. Um, so now that we understand, right, what pleasure means. Okay. We have feeling, right? An emotional state or reaction, right? So love, care, affection, fondness, tenderness, warmth, okay? And then we have here a belief, especially a vague or irrational one. So suspicion. So we have the other side, okay? Then we also have here the capacity to experience the sense of touch, okay? And then we also have here for adjectives, it says showing emotion or sensitivity. Okay. So 
when we kind of let's take these notes okay so pleasure right it talks about okay we can say happiness happiness okay or satisfaction right here and then with feelings okay um uh we can say an emotional state or reaction okay okay reaction let's try and unpack this okay um and then also to fluidity fluidity what is that all about so fluidity fluidity it says here the ability of a substance to flow easily hmm okay so flu fluidity okay the ability of a substance to flow easily so let's say flow easily right it also says a smooth elegance or grace it also says the state of being unsettled or unstable so change a bit uh, ch uh ch changeability okay so once we can kind of unpack this whole situation really it's this feeling of being in order to get into that balance space is being able to to be in that flow right being in a flow of whatever feelings right but more so because of pleasures it says happiness so allowing that happiness to kind of flow through being able to react right and be in that emotional state space of happiness and it's like it's kind of like a river right and then when we have the river sometimes there are some things that happen so say for instance a beaver decides they want to uh to stay here and then they'll create like these like they create a dam right and then what happens is that water right there's a blockage there so there's a blockage of flow okay and i feel like we need to kind of get in there and figure out how to deal with that blockage right because with that blockage there that inability to flow right within that state of happiness or you know whatever feelings right whatever because it said you know it had other uh things there as well um allowing those feelings even on the downside right just allowing it to flow through it's this energy of blockage and so it accumulates so much so to the point where it might flood and then eventually that water right because depending on where this it you know the source it's coming from right it can um overflow and uh it can then start to flood out the surrounding area right um and what can happen here is on the other side of that dam right or that that whatever you call it that beavers um create there's a drought right so there's an overflow of something here and then there there there's a drought okay and uh on the wildcrats what had happened where the, uh a particular area wasn't receiving the water 
um, there was a, a threat to the livelihoods of the uh, inhabitants of that particular habitat. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. <laughs> so I feel like once we're able to uh, do that, right, remove that area so that the flow can kind of like, you know, flow, right? Things can work in harmony. Things will, things will become harmonized, if you will. Okay, and then with that, then we can jump into the heart chakra and the throat chakra and the third eye chakra, right? And then I feel like because of this situation, it, this may also be in disagreeance with oneself, in disagreeance with other people. And so it'll manifest itself on the physical by just being combative and um, just unable to, to um, work with others in a healthier manner. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, so let's, let's, let's get into the other charms here. Let's move this here. All right. So let's see what's going on here with the other charms. So we talked about the number four. Okay. Let's get into the, okay. So we have here O. Okay. So here's an O here. Um, so let's see here. Here's a particular situation. We've got the dragon here. Okay. So th this could be, a, uh, this could be in some way, shape, or form, the problem. Now, one of the things that I came across was um, Jordan Peterson was talking about some book called, it was dealing with like a little boy and a dragon. I forgot what it was called. So let me see. Um, uh, sorry, I just want to make sure. Um, what is the book called? I don't know what it's called, but the little boy and the dragon, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> the little boy and the dragon, I think. Um, but anyways, uh, what happened in the story was the little boy discovered a dragon inside of his um, room. And he went and told his mom about the dragon. And his mom said there's no such thing as dragons. And, um, and what, what had happened was he learned to accept that there was no such thing as dragon. So he convinced himself that dragons doesn't exist. And so what happened was the dragon grew over, over time so much so that the dragon got big and it just took over the house. Um, and I feel like what, well, what he was talking about, one of the things that I realized this week that the symbology of dragons and what does what that means and why the hero must go into the cave and fight the dragon right to obtain the gold right or to to become the dragon slayer or the dragon reborn is in the sense alchemy is the same context of obtaining the philosopher's stone okay all in all, it's, or, or also to um, 
the facing one's demons as well. And so the dragging, the dragon essentially is the aspect of self that lays within the darkness. And um, for some, it can be um, like anger issues, um, uh, uh, like uh, with the sacral uh, chakra was dealing with um, what, what was some of the things like sex addictions. Um, feeling overly emotional and obsessive attachments, right? And on the other side, right, emotionally numb and stuff like that. That can potentially be the dragon that a person has programmed oneself to just pretend that it doesn't exist. And um, one of the things that I actually wanted to look up was sin because I was listening to somebody talk about sin um, and I was like, I've, you know, I've heard it, right? But I actually really wanted to see what sin is. And so sin is an immoral act con considered to be a transgression against divine law, right? A sin in the eyes of God, right? Something that is wrong or wrongdoing, right? And so when we think about sin, um, and we don't have to make it so like religious or whatever the case may be, right? When we sin against ourselves, we are by, you know, by just cause and effect or just domino effect, I guess, we sin against others, right? And so we're causing, a, it's, it's pretty much a wrongdoing on oneself, right? Something that is like unrighteousness. And I've been just, I've just been like, kind of like trying to figure like, just kind of like understand, right? What all of this means, even down to the book that I'm reading and all that stuff like that. And why is it so important to, to be righteous? Like why do good? Why, 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 right? Um, because, and I feel like it's more noble. It's more of a transformation when a person is able to, to, to become evolved, right? Like there's like people who even took evolution, like literally, right? And tried to figure out the significance of evolution, right? And, and, and why is it, why it's so important? Because I honest, I personally feel like that is the ultimate goal. Why do we come down here where there's so much suffering, right? Why, why do we want to experience, right, um, whatever, you know, the things that we want to experience down here? And then you have all this, like, wrongdoing and, you know, just craziness that is happening. Like, why put ourselves through these things? And it's this energy of being able to rise above, right, to challenge oneself, to, to, to transform oneself, to evolve. There's no true honor in choosing the easy way out, right, when we commit sin. Um, and I feel like when we, when, we, when we commit wrongdoings on ourselves, and it could be as, as crazy, it could be as big as breaking the law or whatever the case may be, or it can be as, as, as big as, I mean, as something as small, but it is big. They're all big when we go against our own selves. So it's like, well, I know that if I was to eat all this food, 
I know that my future self is going to have to pay the price, right? So there's this need to want to be honorable for, you know, for our future selves. So it's, it's kind of like we're racing and we're passing a baton to each other, right? It's that teamwork to, to, to make the dream work, right? And when you have one aspect of self, right, in, in, the, in a fraction of that time frame, decide to, to, to disrupt, right, the flow of righteousness, by just sabotaging the whole thing. It just makes it harder for those in the front that's trying to, you know, reach the finish line, right? Reach that so-called victory. And it's, I honestly feel like the easiest thing to do is to do wrong to ourselves and to do into others, right? And it's it takes so much work to have to constantly over and over right transform oneself shed one's skin grow evolve uh develop it's so much easier to do it's so much harder to do that than to just sit and just say you know what i'm just gonna do it tomorrow i'm gonna just do it the day after that it's so easy to just point the finger and say well you made me mad so i'm gonna i'm going to enact revenge right and one of the things that I've also discovered when watching the Batman was he realized that it's not about, uh, it's not about, um, it's not about being in the pursuit of vengeance. It's about transformation, right? That's what it's about. Because anybody can decide to choose vengeance and, 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 and anger and and laziness and procrastination every we it's it we can choose that right obviously there's consequences right for good you know for all kinds of every every decision has a consequences every choice has a consequence right but in that moment it's easier to succumb to so-called sin right it's right there right but it's more difficult to have to do the hard work of transforming oneself and still remain righteousness in the world that sin pretty much dwells in, right? It's like the devil, right? When um, he was uh, tempting um, Jesus to break his fast, right? It's so easy. The bread was like right there, right? And it's just like, no, it's more honor in being able to finish a task, to finish a goal, to, 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 live out one's uh, aspirations and to do good for oneself, right? Um, and I feel like with this dragon here, I feel like it's easy to just pretend that the dragon doesn't exist because we've been told that such things doesn't exist. So it, it makes sense. We have facts that kind of back that up and whatever the case may be. So it's easy to just believe it and just pretend let, you know, and, and the dragon, like I said, it's not a literal dragon, but it can be issues, right, that one just kind of just brushes over that can potentially hurt a person in the long run when it accumulates and it grows and it grows and it grows. It's easy to just look at that pile, that pile of laundry and say, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, and then it's like, whoa, where did all that those dirty clothes come from, Right? 
And so I feel like in regards to this particular situation, air sign, so that's Libra, Gemini, Aquarius, it's this energy of doing the hard work, of being able to tackle whatever dragons that are laying within the darkness of our being, right? And slaying the dragon, right? Because it's the righteous thing to do. The reward is the goal that the dragon holds. Uh, uh, that the dragon pretty much, you know, sits on top of, right? But the gold is the alchemy. The gold is the philosopher's stone. The gold is the enlightenment. The gold is the everlasting life, right? The eternal life, right? Just being able to, to obtain that, right? I feel like that is what the overall goal is. And then if you want to bring, break it down into like spirituality, then that is the, 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 uh, that's heaven right there. That's a, that's a, 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 a nice sticker on the, uh, the book of heaven, right? The people who can go into heaven, right? And so now this is not like a one-off, one and done, you know, kind of thing. It's a constant thing. We're constantly being tested, because there's always room for growth. There's always room for uh, uh, awareness, right? There's all there's more always more to learn, and so I feel like here with this these two owls here, it's this energy of um, for some it can be over intellectualizing um, things, right? And how sometimes that can be. Um, Sometimes that can be not necessarily all that great, right? When it's it's more so about experience and just getting in the feels of things, right? And um, I feel like with this two owls also too, but it's also, I, I feel like it's also too in a sense of, of utilizing what it is that a person learns and applying that to life. Right, I feel. To me, uh, owls represents wisdom, right? But also to their nocturnal nocturnal animals, I think. And so there goes that nighttime darkness kind of thing that can act as eyes, right? Into the darkness in order to tackle that dragon, if you will, right? Uh, and you know, what I think about the last dragon with Leroy Green, um, he wasn't able to acquire the knowledge he was able to acquire um, of him actually truly being the master until he, um, until he, well, I feel like it was in stages, right? Because he went to Samdamgoy to um, find the, his next uh, master, right, that he would serve under. And then he found out that it was just a fortune, um, a fortune um, maker, teller, company, or maker, or whatever. And then he that kind of shattered shattered a part of the illusion of there is no master. And of course, that realization kind of like rubbed him the wrong way. But then he had to go into the real world, right, and actually face the the. Uh, for him, it was an external dragon. But when you think about Shonuf, his hair. Right, kind of looks like dragon wings. He had to actually physically fight him in order for him to recognize or, or, or see that he is 
truly the master. And when you look at his body, his aura was gold. It was gold. And I think he dunked his head in there three times. <laughs> so there, there's a transformation, right, that takes place with that, with that, um, that there, there's a development that takes place as well, right, when he is dunked three times. But even in those, he has those flashbacks, whereas, like, key experiences that he was involved in that he otherwise would have never been involved in, right? Hadn't he not gone out there and lived and explored and interacted with society, he was able to, in those flashbacks, hear from external people that were kind of like messages from the divine that was saying, like, you sure look like a master to me, right? And all that stuff like that. But it's like, we don't think about these things, right? But it's like... And maybe we can just kind of like think about it from that standpoint, like the people that we are involved with and all that stuff like that, like the things that they say, like, right? Like, I, are they sent from the divine to kind of like give us that reassurance, right? But anyways, that's just another, that's another topic here. So we have also to hear the thankful charm. Okay, so thankful, which is really interesting because I do have the grateful um, affirmation cards out that I was going to um, do at the end. We also have here some sunglasses, right? And I feel like it, it, what's coming across is like a lot of things. But I feel like with the sunglasses, it's this energy of enjoying the summer, but also just being cool, right? Like just relaxing, right? We did see that energy of warmth. I mean, that word warmth, I think, um, from one of the, I think, pleasure, right? And so it's enjoying the finer things in life and just being able to like be out in the sun and experience that warmth to kind of like, you know, like when people have like... um like warm packs on their stomachs and stuff like that when they're going through cramps and stuff like that, right? Warm compressions and stuff that can kind of help to like detensify the body or like or like when a person's going through pain, like they put like warm compressions and stuff like that to kind of like help the body, right? I think they also do like those. Well, no, I don't think that has anything to do with. Well, I mean, but I'm trying to think. Is that uh, I don't know what is that thing when they have like those little balls on your back or whatever I don't know if it's like warmness or I don't know what that is but I think they use fire or something like that I don't know I've never tried it but anyways um I'm seeing that any uh either way but um also too like like fire breathing dragon and all that stuff like that maybe the shades could be too kind of like um, protect oneself, right, from the, from the fireness, right, that could be, like, lurking from within, right, um, I, I, it can be, like, a lot of aggression as well, but I also feel like the sunglasses on the flip side can represent concealment as well, right, uh, concealing, like, the fire pit from within, um, and, uh, yeah, we also have here, um, a, Stairwell for boats. I still don't know what that name is, but you know, for me, this represents direction, navigation, right? Being in control over um, where the ship kind of like goes and stuff like that. But we were also talking about fluidity as well, right? We have here a nice little horseshoe for luck. 
Okay, we also have a nice little Singer uh, sewing machine. Okay, so for some it could be passion things up. For some it could be that creativity that we was talking about. Okay, next we have a ring. So it could be this energy of, of commitment that uh, one has uh, assigned for oneself. So like commitments, goals, right? Um, whatever it is that a person, it could be a marriage as well, where it's just like, listen, I, I said that, that I'm in it, I'm going to be in it, and I'm going to do my best. I'm going to play my part, and I'm going to whatever, right? It could be in regards to just, you know, a journey, right? Like, it, like it's this energy of being committed to it, right? And we also have here a giraffe, okay? So for me, the giraffe is about higher perspective, is also reaching heights, Okay, um, growth, okay, um, uh, yeah, and then, you know, I think I said it before, like, higher perspective. Um, we also have here the Eiffel Tower. Okay, well, it can be, once again, soaring heights and stuff like that, but also it could be some kind of traveling, right? So it's just like, I said, I've always said that I wanted to go and do this, right? And and then it's what doing whatever, right? Now, I've heard, <laughs> I don't mean to burst anyone's bubble if that's the case, but I've heard that people said that, um, uh, Paris is not like a, it's not the coolest place to be or whatever. I've heard, I saw a video where someone's talking about it, but I don't think that that's what it's about. I think it's just about the goals that one sets and just being able to achieve them. I feel like it, 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 it provides so much, so much strength and so much willpower, right? Where a person has a, a goal laid out in the future or just laid out in front of them. And it's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to go there, right? Like people might not think that Paris is an, a cool place. And some people might think that it is a nice place, right? But it's like, it's, it's just the fact that I said I was going to do it and I'm going to do it. We have this dart here, right? And so it could be this energy of aim, right? Um, so that requires focus, that requires precision, that requires uh, swiftness, right? Um, and um, let's see here, we have the smile uh, charm here, and then we also have a cactus, okay? Um, the thing about cactus, cacti, is that, um, now I've never seen one in real life, but uh, they have those thorns, and um, but inside of it, it, there's there's water inside of it, and it's usually in areas that are pretty like pretty sparse when it comes down to like water and stuff like that. Oh, that kind of reminds me of that the dam that we were talking about with the beavers and stuff, right? And so, um, it's this energy maybe outwardly, right? Externally, a person may feel this lack of happiness, right? This this lack of of flow of whatever kind of like positive feelings or aspired feelings that a person might want to to have, right? And so, there's this need to kind of go within, right, and and uh, retrieve it that way. That could be a thing, right? And um, it could be like really. A hard shell right um, and one of the things that's coming to my mind right now is when my granny said a hard a hard head makes a soft behind right and so uh, usually what she'll say that usually when a person is hard-headed and they don't listen and so they have to learn the hard way right and so um, that could be a thing for some um, but there's like, it's decorative, right? It looks like a nice little cacti that can just go in the house and stuff like that. And it's cute. And so there's nothing wrong. There's no shame here in, in, in whatever kind of damages like a person takes in life, right? There's no shame there. 
but it's this energy of 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 utilizing that and um and still growing from it right so through the suffering right one is able to rise above and and become stronger and 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 better and faster right and then also too we have some donuts here so you know donuts strawberry donuts they are so delicious um uh i, I feel like it's a sweet softer like side right um i feel when it comes down to this this is what i'm feeling really i mean i i do feel the need to talk about the carbs and all that stuff like that but like i, I like it, there's 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 consequences to everything right and so it's, I feel like for some, it's this energy of making those sacrifices where it's just like, if I'm, if I'm, if this, if this will, is what will make me, my family happy or whatever, then I'm willing to make those sacrifices. And then, you know, on the flip side is, well, is this something that can potentially be an issue, right? Where it's like, where I'm constantly like just eating, eating, eating and overeating, knowing that that can, that can get into that space of sin, Right, where a person overeats, and and so we talked about sin, it, wrongdoings, you know, upon ourselves, right, our future selves. Then there's this needs kind of have a high perspective and kind of a higher uh, vantage point to see how that can play out, and then make a, make one's discernment in regards to that. But like I said, this is just us pulling energy. Okay, we'll get the advice afterwards, and I know like this has been a long. <laughs> intuitive reading we'll finally get into the tarot <laughs> i'm sorry okay so let's see here my mom she was telling me she's like i you you just take too long to get to the point i understand i understand i'm not for everybody and that's totally fine so we have here the moon right out the gate okay so to me the moon represents that dark element right where it's like things are just so like just I can't explain it. This is where the intellect kind of is forced to kind of like stay outside the threshold, the thresholds of the, 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 the castle, right? And so it's this energy of like, where it's like, this is where I must do this alone, right? So it's kind of like, <laughs> I was thinking about Shrek, right? Shrek had to deal with the, with, well, Shrek had to go save the princess, Right, the princess could represent the essence of love of the soul. Right, all those things. Right, now of course he didn't love her at the time, but he loved her. He just didn't realize it. It had to. It had to. Um, at, like the seed was already there, right? Because look when he looks at her. Right. But anyways, the, it, it's there, but it just didn't. It didn't. He didn't recognize it just yet. But anyways, he goes to re uh, rescue the princess, which represents, right love right and then also to the soul or the essence right and the donkey well donkey had to stay and deal with the dragon right he had to distract well he didn't did he go in there to immediately distract the dragon well what he, i guess they were all they split up they he shrek had to go into that castle in the higher in the highest keeping the tallest tower Right. Which could also to represent the pineal gland. Right. The height. Right. And then we were talking about heights as well. So enlightenment. So Shrek only Shrek can go in there. Right. And then when you think about it, he's green heart chakra love still. He goes into there alone. Donkey is not able to go there with him. Right. And then, you know, and think about the, the, you know, donkey, he can, you know, he's also considered an ass, right? So that's the lower chakra, right? Which represents humanity. And 
that can also be the light aspect, right? So we talked about the two, the two um, elements, so, well, the two aspects, so the light aspect, the dark aspect, light, shadow, right? And so um, he can also represent that light aspect where it's like that has to stay outside, right? Um, humanity has to stay outside, like this is personal. And so the intellectualizing right, has to be left at the threshold, because remember, donkey talks so freaking much, right, and so talk, 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 intellectualizing everything, he has to stay out there, right, and pretty much distract the dragon, <laughs> right, and so um, I feel like when it comes down to the moon here, this is a solo dolo type of thing where it's like a person really has to kind of go in there and really feel like what's happening here. Okay. And the shadow or the dark can represent a, a many of things, right? Things that we may have like accumulate, like things that we've accumulated over time. Right. But it's about dealing with the emotions overall and I feel like it's significant because we talked about the solar the sacral uh chakra right because the sacral chakra deals with emotions and we need to go on there and clean up house usually with when we're talking about the moon uh card it's usually uh the water is pretty filthy and dirty right from all that muck and stuff like that so we think about pollution and all that stuff like that, right? Like the earth is like, you know, they talk about, oh, stop the pollution, like in the ocean, right? It's like all this garbage and all that stuff like that because people just like, just throw it out there, right? So when we think about a lot of the things that we experience and, and the emotions that come with it, that doesn't allow us to uh, continue, uh, allow us to uh, be, you know, uh, just good citizens of society, right? If it's like, oh, like, I don't have time to, to, to feel sad. I don't have time to uh, feel whatever the case may be. So we just cast it into the water. And in the Mary L. Tarot deck, it talks about the water uh, representing the um, messages from the subconscious mind. And so the, it's this energy of having to go within the darkness and really just kind of like understanding that these things play a role, right? Um, how However way... Um, it works when we mess up the water, right? You know, that affects the life that's within the water. So you have the fishes, right? You, you, you'll see pictures where like, you know, like the bear, like little spiral thingamajigas get caught in the, in the, in the fishes and all that stuff like that. And then the coral is just messing up and how that, you know, plays a huge role, right? Because there's more water than land on, on this pl earthly plane. So when that is just messed up, then it just messes up the whole flow, right? And then we wonder why, like, the world is kind of going kind of crazy, right? Um, because we're not understanding how, as a whole, everything has its, everything has its mechanisms, everything has its place um, in the system, and how it works overall. And when one is being neglected and abandoned and mistreated, right, a person feel like they can get away with it for a, for some time, but th they're not realizing that eventually uh, this will affect the livelihood of a person, 
right? And so I feel like it's this disassociation, disconnection from accountability, responsibility, and how that can affect a person in the long run, right? Because it's not a it's not an immediate thing doesn't mean that like it it's it it doesn't have a an effect, right? And a person, a, a mother or a parent can say something vicious to their child and think like, oh, well, they woke up the next morning, so they and they still love me, and they didn't run away, or whatever. So it harm, no harm, no foul. But then a person is not realizing when they're doing that and then continue to make those excuses that eventually this is going to build up in the kid's psyche. And then it, a pers- the kid is going to start developing these types of thought processes for, about themselves. So it's like, my parents told me that I'm not nothing. My parents was mean to me, or my brother didn't like me, or my family didn't accept me. And that will eventually cause a person to go out into the world with that kind of persona, Right? And so I feel like it's it's the roles that we play within within ourselves and how it can also to act as like a a domino effect in regards to how like we kind of infect other people. It's kind of like a virus, right? Where it's just like it spreads. And then it's like, well, what happened? Like how did how did this happen? Like have you ever seen a completely and totally dysfunctional family? Right? I've never seen that in con- in Encanto movie or something like that, uh, where the the grandmother right she went through a traumatic experience and then uh, how it kind of like spread it out within the children and then they all had to find oh and then in the community and then they all had to like kind of tell her like hey like it's not us it's it's you grandma <laughs> and um I feel like this is where a lot of the questions that we must kind of go in there and kind of uncover that's where the dragon lies right um that's that's the doorway to finding the true gold the true light right and that's usually a lot of times the work that we don't want to to uh to do right because it's it's just not easy right but even when you think about the moon, people don't like people understand the significance of the moon, right? But they don't think about the moon in its in it in it in it of itself. They think about it in its association with the sun, right? So, oh, when the sun goes away, you know, it's nighttime. It's time to go to sleep, right? Like that kind of thing. But I, I think somebody has said how the temperature, right? The moon has its own temperature. I think it's, I don't know if it's hotter or colder. I'm not really sure. But a person did, they, they did their own experiment and it has its own light, right? I think I remember hearing like it, like it reflects the sunlight or something like that or whatever. But it has, a, it, it omits its own light. So it's its own, you know, it's its own representation. It's its own entity in a sense, right? But it's, it's, it's always just a social, it's like a shadow of the sun, right? It's like, the, it's like the uh, the the younger brother, right, to the the older, you know, star of, of of a sibling, right? It's like, yeah, I'm in my brother's shadow and all that stuff like that. No one really cares about me. They're always asking about um, my brother and stuff like that. 
And so that's the energy that I'm getting here with that. Let's get, let's start explaining this whole situation. Ten of Swords, Six of Cups. So that's pretty much what we were talking about here, right? So Ten of Swords could be a lot of the abuse that we kind of like deal with, right? And we kind of like inflict on ourselves and also to inflict on others, right? Um, and, you know, I, I feel like there's there's a lot of pain that needs to be dealt with and healed from as well because it just becomes impossible to be able to walk around in society or just in life, you know, with all these scars, right? Um, especially when it's in a situation that requires to be able to communicate through love, right? Um, how, how does that work? How can I do that when I don't love myself? I don't know what love is for myself, so how can I then communicate and convey love to others, right? And so the challenge here is the hermit not being able to go within, right? Not being able to, to, to disconnect from the hustle and bustle of life and take that time out for oneself to really truly find that light or that gold within, okay? In the highest, in the highest keep, in the tallest tower, <laughs> I think what it's called. But yeah, so it's this energy of finding Fiona, Okay, I think that's her name, Fiona. Fiona. <laughs> Anyways, and um, that's the that's the energy that I'm getting here. Okay, like, and and I understand. Like, I I I feel like like it's like, well, like, what's the point? Like, what am I really obtaining from this? Right? You're obtaining a lot. I can't tell you, right? You got to figure that out for yourself. But I know what I can retain, obtain for myself and retain as well, you know, when I'm able to kind of like access that and go within. And, you know, I I would like to say, like for those who have been listening to my personal tarot readings, I have been doing the work and I'm actually feeling a lot better, right? Um, slowly but surely, right? They said it takes a week, two weeks, I think, to break a habit. And I think that goes, you know, even with, the mind right uh and stuff like that and so um that's the energy that i'm getting here overcoming all right so hermit virgo overcoming it is ace of cups love <laughs> that's it love <laughs> all you need is love bam, 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 bam. all you need is love love that is all you need. But it's not even just love, right? It's about understanding, right? It's about acceptance. And then we were talking about the heart chakra, right? And it's about the relationships, right? But also, too, right, um, just being able to be kind, right? Be kind to oneself and be kind to others, right? Uh, Knight of Wands, Six of Discs. Yes, uh, duality. Wow, we've been talking about duality this whole time. And then two of swords. So um, let's get, because uh, this, uh, we're using the Lunar Soul Tarot deck. I keep forgetting to mention what uh, this stuff. But because we have a, a, a card, an extra card uh, in this deck, we're going to read about it. So duality. Okay, it says here, um, the wind settles the seed of opposition at the zenith of self-assurance and we turn and we grow. 
where lies absolute reality when one thing depends upon another? The great without the small, the beautiful without the homely, active without the passive. For each, they are merely two sides of the same mountain, one bathed in light and the other cooled in shade, both, uh, both of equal value. How do we judge by our own absolute standard when a truth for one may not be so for another? Our inner worlds, perceptions, experiences, each are as unique as our fate. What is fair to one may be an injustice to others. Observe the duality and know the interrelation. Perspective defines all. Okay? So that's what that says for that. So, um... Let's see what's going on here. And then it's next to the Two of Swords. So it can, it's this energy here also too, right, where it's communication, right? Uh, and I think we got, we, you guys had that for throat chakra, right? So communication, and it's not just a one-sided kind of thing. It's this energy of, of, of listening, right, and taking in, receiving, right, another person's uh, side of the story. So it's this energy of like, Maybe a person uh, validates uh, why they behave a certain or a specific kind of way because they they are rightfully going through whatever it is that they're going through and it and it sucks and it's not okay, right? But then uh, when it comes down to dealing with other people, uh, accordingly, right? Uh, a person can not feel comfortable with that. So it's just like, well, I understand, but it, it still doesn't. I still don't like being mistreated. I still don't like being uh, disrespected. I was about to say discarded, right? Or whatever the case may be. And so it's this energy here of just understanding our connection, right? And our roles, like we were saying before. Six of Dis is a very giving kind of, of, of card, right? Uh, it's also coming from a more charitable kind of space where it's like if you have it to give, uh, one can give because there are people in need. And so if this is like a kind of relationship or a kind of dynamic where there's where it's a mother and a child, where it's like the child needs the mother or the child needs the father or the child needs parent, decent parental, you know, guidance, it's this energy of being able to give that to the child because this is a dynamic where it's a, a, a need, right, on the recipient end. And there is a need for a person to, to uh, receive from an offering position, uh, from an, offering, an offerer, okay? And so there's this need to have to do the work that's necessary so that that relationship can be a healthy relationship, right? Because then it can be a, a virus kind of scenario where it just spreads out and it just affects everybody, right? And so I feel like that uh, is a thing, all right? And um, yes, 
past. We have the chariot, so cancer energy, hierophant, Taurus energy, knight of discs. And so I feel like when it comes down to the, a particular environment, right, there is a, is a hierarchy here where there's dependence that depends on, right, uh, a, a, a more dominant kind of, of, of person, right? So, so, Don, so Shrek, he is a, he for, he allows himself, like he forces himself, right? Or more so he just kind of like deals with the annoyance of Donkey's presence, right? Because Donkey knows how to get to the tower. And so he deals with it. Sometimes it can be a little bit much, right? Donkey is not a pleasant character to be around, definitely not for a long period of time. But eventually he realizes that Donkey is a great friend and a great confidant. And so he, he pretty much what I'm trying to say is Shrek just deals with it, right? Because like I said before, we never know the people in our lives, although they might be extremely annoying, <laughs> right? And it just causes so much like agitation. You never know the, the significance of their roles, right? And so in like the movies, right, they'll usually show these characters as like, you know, like guardian angels and all that stuff like that, where it's just like, yeah. But anyways, but I feel like um, it, it comes across as like a person can have a lot of significance in other people's lives, right? And there is this need to have to go out there and save the world or save the peoples or whatever. And then it's just like, I don't want to. Like, why? Like, I don't care. And maybe if a person does, but there's this, this, what, there's a blockage. There's a dam that is, that is stopping the flow, right, of, of, of progress. And a lot of times it's usually an internal kind of thing. And so there's this need to kind of go within and figure out what the F that is. What is it? Where am I, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Right? There's a journey, I feel. A journey, like, like with Leroy Green, he had to go to some dumb goy, right? Um, and so for some, it's a journey. And I think overall, it's finding out that they're the master. But overall, is there's a journey here of some sort. Let's see here. Heart space in the upside down. Ten of wands, five of cups. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not nice. Okay. Once again, all this old baggage, right? Look, ten of wands. Like, just, just, just get it out already. Just cut it out. Just, just take it out. Just pull it out. Um, it's just a lot. It's a lot of accumulation here. And I, I do feel like this is, this, this, this can potentially cause depression. It's a lot of like a, a person can go through so much and then they just don't know how to release it. So they accumulate it and they accumulate it and they'll accumulate it. And you can kind of see it manifest on the physical where a person starts to become defined by their negative experiences. And so, um, the, and, and and they still they're still they're still frozen or fossilized in that event, and so they don't talk about the negative experiences as something that has been overcome, 
right? They talk about it as if it still affects them, right? It still, it still hurts, right? So, like, you talk about a breakup of some sort, and somebody even mentions their name. Either they'll get really sad or get really angry, right? Really annoyed. We're just like, well, that was, like, 10 years ago. And you're still mad? <laughs> and it's just like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I, like, you know. Like, you know not to do that, right? So, it's like thinking about, like, past things that still has a person, like, a ne like emo negatively, emotionally tethered to an, the experience, Right? You got to you got to move on. You got to move on and, and and learn to find a way to move on. Not from the space of like, oh, we got to forget about it. It's like just let it go. No, it's about going it's facing it, facing it, conquering it and obtaining that gold. The gold is knowledge. Knowledge, wisdom and understanding. Okay? All right, space in the upright. We have the 5 of swords, 4 of swords. I feel like when it comes down to a particular situation, okay, a person's personality is very much along the lines of like, and I was thinking about that before and I saw the Knight of Wands with the lion here. I was thinking about that pride and ego, right? But it really feels like, have you ever seen The Wiz, right? The cowardly lion, right? It's like, I fight you behind, no, I was like, um, uh, well, that's, the wonderful Wizard of Oz, when he's like, I fight you with one hand behind my back, right? But it's also, too, like, relishing in the the song of being a mean old lion, right? Like, it's like, you can go where you're gonna, but don't get in my way, because I'm a mean old lion, right? And so it's like, it's like, if I happen to come around, you best not make me frown, or I just might knock you down, because I'm a mean old lion, right? It's just like, whoa, whoa, relax <laughs> that's what I'm feeling like like whoa like what did, what did I do like it's like you're still mad at me about that like it's like it's like like and it's <laughs> it's making it's making the environment uneasy for everybody else <laughs> but when we find out the, the the line is actually very cowardly so they have to insert their dominance already, like right out the gate. And it's always to the, the ones that just want to love them. And, and, and it's like the innocent kind of people where it's just like, like they, they can kind of, it's like, yeah, like they, these are easy peasy, lemon squeezy praise. So I'm just going to insert my dominance, right? Because I just know that I'm not going to get, like I'm not going to get any, I'm not going to be challenged here to a duel. You know what I'm saying? But overall, it's this, it's this energy here where it's just like a mean old lion kind of thing. It's kind of taking advantage of, of some kind of dominance or hierarchy or whatever the case may be, right? It's like, yeah. Let's see here in the future, the tower, things come to an end, right? Eight of wands, four of discs. Okay, the devil. Meeting... Okay, I was going to say meet your maker, but no, that's I don't think that's the right way to say it. Let me have strength here. So there goes that Leo um, energy, but it's also, too, about the ego as well. Um, hmm, I feel like when it comes down to this particular situation, okay, ooh, nine of cups at the bottom of the deck. I feel like how things could kind of work out, how things can kind of play out moving forward, right? There is a kaputness that takes place, and there's this need to 
have that kind of transformation. Okay. It's kind of like when Alice in Wonderland, the movie with Johnny Depp in it, where the uh, centipede, right? Like it goes into its chrysalis and Alice is like, where are you going? And stuff like that. And like he says the things that he's saying. But we understand, right? Like that is in a sense alchemy, right? There's a transformation up from the caterpillar to the butterfly as it goes through that chrysalis phase, right? So it's the, is for some it can be shed in the skin, whatever, right? But it's this energy of... A person is still who they are, but they're able to morph into something greater, right? Some, and it's, when you think about the centipede, or not the centipede, the caterpillar, it's on the ground, right? It's on the ground. And then they're able to transform, physically transform themselves to the point where they're in the air as a butterfly, right? And so you have the physical, right, humanity, right, those low vibrational things, right, having to fight to survive, right, um, you know, just feeling incompetent, right, because, uh, like, there's, like, people that's, like, bigger than you, and you can get stomped on, and, and you know, like, just, you can you walk slow, and, you know, like, it's, like, there's a lot of disadvantages that comes with that, right? But then it's like now, like there is an elevation that takes place where a person doesn't no longer have to be a person, a door, like a doormat or like potentially, you know, like at risk of getting stomped on. Right. Uh, and so I feel like with this tower that takes place is this dismantlement of of the old. Right. And this need to kind of usher in the new. OK. And and how that transition takes place, right, can really have an effect on a person, right? So I was, uh, I, I was saying about it before in, like, uh, other episodes where they, talk, where they talk about, like, great events that happens in the Bible where it's, like, the flood, the, burn, uh, the destruction of, uh, of the two cities, Solomon and Gomorrah, and all that stuff like that, and then the apocalypse that happens in the in 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 the, not the was it a, I haven't seen it, but I think it's something that has to do with like the end of the world and Revelation or something like that. But it's a changing of it is a changing right. It's a shift that takes place, and I feel like that can energetically uh, affect a person right inside internally because as within, so without right. As without, so within, and I feel like if you like to believe that we're all connected and you know, the stars have, you know, or, or the solar system or the sun affects the body and you know, the weather, all that stuff like that plays, you know, plays enough, has an effect on the body or whatever. It's this energy of like, en or energy just in general, right? Have an effect on a person. This is, is an energy shift that's taking place. Right. And at first it can be a little bit scary because it's like, when we are tr when we're moving on to something new right it's this feeling of like uncomfortability that takes place nobody really truly likes change right or some people do or you know or they learn to to love it right because then they realize that there's no there's no there's no fear there and so they actually enjoy it but people don't like change it makes them uncomfortable they have to learn new things they have to figure out re-figure out you know things right and so it can be a bit scary for some and so that can cause a person to panic but I feel like when a person truly knows themselves they're right with themselves they're right within their hearts um, they're able to project a 
righteous, loving, compassionate, the need to seek out understanding and everything that takes place. I feel like that is the tool to kind of help a person deal with the changes, the shifts as sanely as possible, right? Without going insane. Um, and I feel like depending on where a person is, um, they can either be at peace with that change or at war with that change. And um, that can be a bit destructive, right? And so that's why I feel like, you know, especially with this devil, it's like meeting your maker kind of thing. Um, we have the eight of wands. And so it's this energy of a direction of some sort. So being pushed into a particular direction, we have the four of discs, right? Where it requires a person to have to let go what it is that they thought that they knew or thought was a convenience for them. So for some, it's this energy of making excuses. Oh, I can't do that right now because, you know, my hands are tied, right? Or I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't face those things right now because I just, I have, I got, I, I can't do it right now. So it can come across as excuses in order to stop a person from actually dealing with the things that they are a bit afraid of, right? So having to wrestle with greatness or, or success or, or meeting one's maker in a sense of like a, a the the demon from within, right? Um, and that can also manifest where, where it can be for some a a, a breakdown, right? Uh, it 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 can be with uh, finally standing up to an a hole, right? Finally standing up to uh, a person that has that or or oneself that's be become completely entangled in this inability to move on, right? Move on. And then we have here the this, this strength, okay? So the devil Capricorn energy, the strength Leo energy, it's this, it's this realization here where there is a kind of peace that settles in, where a person understands that everything is connected, Right, it's kind of like when Aang finally um, step, steps to um, uh, Fire Lord. I forgot his name. Zhao is his name. I think I don't know. I keep saying everybody's name is Zhao, but it's it's this realization that for me there's a kind of peace that takes place with the harmony that was created out of the disharmony that has corrupted or tainted a person's life, right? Or, or perception in life or whatever. Um, and I feel like when they have that big fight where Aang finally realizes that there is no other way he has to fight the fire Lord, right? But he's, he, he's able to overcome that fear and, and accept his, his journey and do what, what it takes in order to become more uh, more knowledgeable and stronger and mature in order to do what is right, do what is just. But he does it in a righteous kind of way. He doesn't kill the Fire Lord. He actually just, uh, he just takes away his power, right? And one of the things that he grapples with is the fact that everybody was telling him that he had to kill the Fire Lord. Like, it was the only way. But then he was like, no, like, 
but I've been taught that that's not the way like everybody deserves, you know, like, like life is life is precious. Life has meaning and it's wrong to take away another person's life. He said, that's why I'm a vegetarian or something like that. It's something to that effect. And so it's this energy where it's not about killing, right? The fire Lord, right? The Fire Lord is a representation, the Fire Lord and Aang is a, the representation of that duality, right? And I think even in the card duality, it's, it's, it's two sides of the same mountain, right? And there's a harmony that takes place that brings forth that peace, right? Peace, uh, when it comes down to the experiences, so maybe that peace can come from forgiveness, Maybe that peace can come from understanding. Maybe that peace comes from the realization of those things happen. Maybe it was necessary. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, right? But such is life, right? And one of the things that I want to bring out again was when, um, when in East of Eden by John Steinbeck, he ta uh, Lee talks about the, uh, the concept of thou mayest, right? Because if you think about it, when Cain um, slained his brother, God didn't slain, like, didn't slain him, right? He let him live. I mean, he cursed him with that mark on his forehead or whatever the case may be, right? But he, he set him free, right? And um, I forgot what the actual line was, but he was talking about thou, the concept of thou mayest in the book and how we are giving the, 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 the choice to choose, right? And it's kind of like piggybacks. It kind of brings us back full circle when we talk about in the beginning where we can choose to do, right, the thing that we may feel like it's the easiest thing to do. We're just, I'll, I'll hold that off later or I'll apologize later or I won't apologize, right? Because our pride is in the way. Right. I, I, I will create havoc because havoc has been done. I've been wronged. Right. Or I'll 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 do wrong to myself. Right. Because it's just a small it's just for today. Right. But here's the thing about the concept of thou mayest. It's the it's it's understanding that a person can wake up the next, you know, wake up tomorrow and try and try and try again. There's no end to being able to try again, but here's the thing that can present a weakness. The, uh, the idea of understanding and knowing that there is the choice, right, to try it tomorrow, that'll become an excuse. And so the righteous thing, the more honorable thing is to fight against that, right? Because like I said, I feel like it's always easier to just, just commit this in right? And then deal with the consequences later. And then when the consequences come, there's just like, oh man, I wish I would have never done that, right? And so I feel like with this strength, right? Like it's providing strength, right? When it comes down to overcoming um, temptations, overcoming um, the need to do things that are not good for ourselves, right? Um, I was thinking about... Um, when I was doing my, when I did my walk, I was thinking about, um, 
when a person decides like, oh, if I'm going to choose to be in this marriage, you know, I want to be in this marriage. I love this person. Da, da, da. But then they're, they're, they're presented with an opportunity to commit sin, right. Or adultery. And it's like, well, why, why? Well, okay. And then they decide to fall into temptation, right? Cause it's like, well, if I don't get caught, like what's the harm? If no, if they don't know what's the harm, right? What's the fa what's no harm, no foul, but it's like, but that is not honorable, right? Like, it's like, why, why choose to commit to something just so that you can just, just potentially disrupt that commitment, right? By doing something as simple as like temp, like for temporary satisfaction, right? Immediate gratification, just temporary, like immediate satisfaction. And then it just goes away. And then it's like, you're stuck with that burden, right? And it's like, oh, like I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a not study today, right? Cause I want to go party. I'll go, I'll study tomorrow. And then you, tomorrow comes, you have a hangover, you're tired. And it's just like, oh, why did I wait? Why did I, why didn't I just do it before? Right? It's like, why, why do we create these kind of scenarios? We don't necessarily have to, if we just do the right thing in real time, right? I feel like it just makes a more, um, flowing, right? Kind of, of, of life, right? So anyways, these are just, these are just, um, these are just, uh, what I was saying, what you call those? These are just, uh, interpretations uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we'll get the advice from spirit all right so air signs that is aquarius gemini libra energy what is going on with you guys what is going on all right so you guys have here the unicorn and the horse these things just came out. So let's see here. We have the unicorn. Um, okay. Okay, let me see. All right, so it says here, Unicorn. So it says here, reconnecting to higher wisdom or divinity. It's difficult to see, hear, or think of a unicorn without immediately questioning if it's real. Did they ever exist, perhaps long, long ago? The mind answers, maybe, or it could be, or no way. This very contemplation explains our relationship with divinity and encapsulates our wavering, wavering, sorry, our wavering belief in the unicorn. We wonder what divinity is. We wonder where our intuition comes from and if we can really trust it. We think about a higher power and our mind hesitates between yes, no, and maybe. Is it male or female? Does it have a name? Is it just a feeling? The unicorn card appears and wakes us up to curiosity about the higher self and the divine. It is a card of questioning, exploring, and contemplating the inexplicable. The mind's eye knows there is something beyond our day-to-day -day lives, a deeper dimension to our experiences. The mind's eye re reaches and reaches and reaches out to grasp something more. You are the unicorn, and you have begun your quest for the answers. So it says the unicorn in the sixth 
chakra. It's no surprise the subtle essence of the unicorn card resides at the third eye, the exact place from which the unicorn's horn extends. This enters, I mean, this center uh, or command center, the ancient yogis believed it to be responsible for our intellect, intuition, and deepest wisdom. Some say our two eyes see the past and present, while this third eye peers into the future. All right, um, next we have the horse. So let's see what we can find for the horse. And that's so interesting. They're both technically, they're like, they're horses, right? Or they look like horses, so. So it says here, momentum, freedom, expansive energy, and force. So it says the horse represents the most the most masterful form of earth energy within the deck. It provides us with momentum so reliable, so supportive, that you can ride on its back toward any goal, no matter how difficult the terrain. A horse personally, uh, wait, a, her a horse personality is fully awakened, fully alive, and cannot be defeated. The horse's freedom becomes available to us when we hone and collect our energy through daily practice. So physical stamina, so exercise and mental focus meditation are the secret weapons behind the horse's legacy. So when in balance, it achieves anything and it never gives up. When out of balance, it runs away, it feels weak. So to bring into balance is strength training. Okay. Sorry about that little choppy, choppy, choppy um, uh, reading. But for the uh, crystal slash gemstone cards, you guys have your snakeskin agate. So strength, uh, privacy, self-love. So it says being comfortable in your own skin takes time. And snakeskin agate helps boost self-esteem and self-awareness. So you can do just that. Snakeskin agate gives you the confidence to step outside your comfort zone and explore new aspects of yourself all within your discussion. Snakeskin agate can blend in with the crowd, so if you don't want to be seen and wish to carry on with your activities in peace, this is the stone for you. Snakeskin agate is able to facilitate a kundalini rising and encourages full embodiment of self, so Gemini and Mercury. We have here Amazonite, so object objectivity, filter, and truth. So filtering vibrations with is what um, um, Amazonite does best from electromagnetic pollution, your thoughts, and environmental influences. So if you are prone to environmental sensitivity, Amazonite has your back. This is a great way to cleanse yourself from technology if you need a break from your devices. Amazonite encourages discernment, allowing you to be unbiased in your decision-making. Objectivity leads the way, offering clarity on which choices are best for you. Detach from the outside in order to connect to the inside. Okay, um, we have Virgo and uh, Uranus. All right, and then lastly, we have the affirmations I was talking about. So let's see what is the affirmations for air signs. Okay, so we have here, remember that what you now have was once among the things you only hoped for. And this is 
Epicurus? Epicurus? Epicurus, I think? Uh, sorry. Okay, so that's all that I have for you air signs out there. I was hope to help I I hope I was able to help you out in any way, shape, or form. Good luck to you all in your amazing journeys. Until next time. Peace.